episode of fast custom shirts rump shaking podcast sponsored by dwn productions here at boygob.com 2024 joe Woo! it's gonna be your year yeah it's a good one Tom. it's a good one so far how's it how's- and uh i can tell you've been keeping busy too doing drinking have you <laughs> so much for that new year new liver thing you were talking about nope yeah joe it's been a it's been a week over here the last three days was uh i don't know let's say thursday it rained and i noticed huh a lot of water coming out from under that door over there. So then I looked at it for a little bit. And I said, yep, it's definitely rainwater. <laughs> and then I looked over to the wall and I said, is that water coming out of there too? So I looked at it. Ah, it looked just like the water coming out of the door, so it had to be rainwater too, Joe. So I took the old drywall off the wall. Oh, yeah. That water's coming right inside, and it rotted oh, about three two-by-fours out in some of the floor. <laughs> so I said, oh, no, I can't have this. Because, you know, this whole week, it's supposed to storm. And tomorrow and the next day are the only days I have before it starts storming again. Right. So uh, I run out to the old hardware store and panic buy a (laughs) big 
$50 sheet of siding. It's about a four by eight feet. And I thought they would have had, you know, a four by four, a four by six, because that would have fit right in the back of the Explorer. So I got all the other wood I needed and, you know, this and that things you're going to do when, you know, you're remodeling a home. So I said, oh, you know what? <laughs> this ain't going to fit. I got to call old Ty and hope he's in town that he can meet me at Lowe's and help drive this way out of his way and then come back home. So luckily he was, and it's not like they were expecting company in an hour or anything. So he decided to come out and help. So we got all the stuff here, thanks to him, and woke up in the morning, looked at everything, and said, you know what? I think I can do this a different way without replacing the whole wall. <laughs> So I went back to Lowe's, bought a bunch of wood filler and the sort, some caulk, caulk I bought. And uh, the, the window is the problem, the problem on the wall. Because on the underside of the window, from it just being rained on for so long, I guess it kind of ate away at that. So it was slowly dripping in. So the first thing I had to do was seal up this uh, window. So while I was doing other stuff, you know, filling up the wall, removing pieces of two by four and adding new pieces and shit like that, I had Lori caulk the outside of the window because she's good with the caulk there. <laughs> so I went and looked and seen how she's doing. And this shit's just like running down cock doesn't run down it stays in place what the fuck's going on here i say all right maybe because it's cool out we'll just let it be and i'll cut the shit later and deal with it ah five hours later it's running down there more this is some 30 minute cock so it's about 10 o'clock at night now <laughs> I spend about three hours taking all the caulk off of there and the new pieces I put on the door because caulking the window wasn't the only thing I did. I had to replace supporting beams and some of the frame and then build up with uh, wood filler and shit like the eight away wood and then replace pieces of the door frame and shit over there. And so a lot of shit's going on. So pieces of the door frame, I also use this unsettable cock on. So I'm out there at 10 o'clock at night with a flashlight, you know, just scraping cock off, getting the fucking toilet, not toilet paper, paper towels in there, getting all the shit out. Use some acetone. Get that in there to make sure everything's clean. All the excess acetones running down and eating away at the paint. <laughs> so then I go to the door, unscrew all the pieces that I put on there, wipe all the cock off of that, screw all the pieces back in there. 
And I say, all right, this is good. I'm going to wake up in the morning, go get some new cock. And, you know, I just got to do this shit and then we're good. In a couple of days when it stops raining, I can go down, sand all the wood filler and paint it. We'll be good to go. So I wake up in the morning, head to the old Walmart to get some cock. And this is the craziest dude. I've never seen somebody try and get pussy this fucking hard. But there was like the biggest truck I've ever. It was almost a monster truck. You know, those like jacked up fucking trucks that these little dick guys have and they drive around. So it was one of those. And their back window had a giant sticker that said, plays well with others with an upside down pineapple decal on it. (laughs) I have never seen anybody in my life just throw it out. That's pretty much just walking around. Hey, you down to fuck? You looking to fuck? Touch something, suck something. How can you drive around with that on your fucking car? Very weird, but all different kinds of people in this world, Joe. Hey, at least it didn't say back the blue. (laughs) See, there's where you're wrong, Joe. Because on the other side of the window was one of those little flags you see. so yeah i went in there got some new cock and uh we came back did all the shit touched it a little bit i was like fuck yeah it's setting up this is awesome high five myself tommy boy we did it came back about an hour later touched it it was about the same as it was it's like the outside is dry, but the inside still all gel and it hasn't hardened up at all. Oh, it's all right. It's probably because it's cold. It's not like I put it on the window and all the other pieces by the door again. Oh, wait, that's exactly what I did. So, yeah, it's uh still not totally dry. However, It has been storming all day, and uh, nothing has seeped through. So luckily, that thin layer that did dry is doing its job. And then I looked at the door. I said, fuck yeah, I put all these new pieces on it. I got like that little brush part you put at the bottom and some new foam on the side and on the inside to seal that fucking door. It started fucking pouring. I'm looking at the bottom to see if fucking water's going to come out. I'm just like, hell yeah, do it. Do it, fucker. No water. Fuck yeah, you did it. Sure, you got to wait till it's dry again. Dig all that shit out again. Acetone it again and just fill it up with wood filler and skip the bullshit. But nothing's coming in. The wood is saved and everything will be okay. And then it stops raining. So I open the door to go outside, step on that new board that I put down that no water's coming on top of. It's fucking awesome. It's like, hell yeah, I step on it. Shit ton of water shoots out the fucking bottom. (laughs) Hey, Joe, you think I screamed fuck really loud? 
Oh, so yeah, when that all dries, I'm just gonna wood fill bando resin those two fucking pieces together. Everything's getting fucking bando resined over. Fuck the bullshit, and then I'll sand it all down and paint it, and I'll live to fight another day. That was two and a half days that I needed to get shit done and then get shit the fuck done. Shit that I gotta fucking redo, Joe. Well, I mean, uh, you picked a good time to do it because, you know, like you said, the weather, you know, we're gonna stay wet for a little while and pretty cold, too. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, I'm at around, I think, 300 bucks. I think it's gonna be another hundred bucks after I buy more of this filler to redo this shit again, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be done. Yeah, for now. That's all right. I don't have a bunch of shit to do. It's cool. <laughs> well, it's good that you're busy, Tom. That your time is occupied, at least. You know. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, the beginning of the year. You know, there's always a lot of money to spend on this and that. Everything needs to be renewed. Uh, yeah, I got my notification like, hey, your uh, vehicle registration, which is total bullshit. You know, the whole fucking thing's a big scam. But I got to do that. And it's like, well, shit, you know, I'm going to have to get tires because the last time I took it to get inspected, and these are guys that let shit pass, whatever they can, you know, aside from the whole computer hookup, they got no control of that. You know, that's going to read what it reads. But they told me, hey, next time these tires aren't going to cut it, man. <laughs> so next time just you're going to need uh, either some better used tires or some new tires. So, yeah, I bit the bullet and went and got uh, uh, tires, which, uh, you know, that's not cheap. It's fucking silly. The whole thing's silly, Tom. Why does it cost so much to just live semi-comfortably? You know, fuck. But I guess I got him a, a good time because, uh, yeah, I don't think those old tires would have fared too well on the streets today, which were just fucking soaked and rain was just coming down left and right. Yeah, as soon as I left the house is when it started storming here. Of course, you know, hey. And, uh... Yeah, people don't drive cautiously, Tom. Even in the fucking weather, you know, they're just, you know, zooming around. What the fuck, dude? I hope you die, you know? That's a shitty thing to think, but fuck them, man. They, they're kind of wanting that, I would think, if they're driving like that in the fucking pouring rain, you know? I don't know. But, Tom, we've been through this shit for all our lives, you know? What do we expect? And it's, uh, it's good, too, because, uh, you know, I've been in a pretty good mood the last couple months. And then slowly, I've been feeling that depression creeping back in and now having to do the quarterly taxes and uh, the sales taxes. And, you know, the pressure of trans world coming up and we got a big doctor's appointment this week. I just, I feel it now. 
and it sucks, but I should be thankful for when I didn't feel it, Joe, but we're back in it. It's that time of year again. (laughs) Yeah, I started all the state sales tax over the weekend, and I don't know. I'll finish it. I don't like to do it all at once. I do it month by month, you know, spread it out over a few days because it gets uh, intimidating, you know, as you're adding up all these numbers. And it's like, where the fuck did all that money go? You know, (laughs) and then you start adding in all your expenses and shit. It's like, oh, that's yeah. okay, that's where it all went. I need to raise prices. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. We all do. And we're probably going to have to because I think. Everybody else is thinking the same thing again this year, and I think all our supplies are going to jump up again uh, real soon. Yeah, I've been noticing it with a lot of fucking shit from, like, elastic to snaps. I was just like, wait a goddamn second. This is like a dollar something more. What the fuck is going on here? And it adds up. It do. But yeah, uh, earlier today, or I guess we still got a couple things to talk about. Hey, the elephant in the room, me, I'm a big fat guy, tee but look over there, there's another one, we're not live. Mm. This was just thrown up like it used to be in the old days. So yeah, for the time being, oh, Joe, you're confused. I had that uh, thing we recorded set for yesterday to play when we would have been recording. Yeah. But then she said, hey, let's switch it. I said, all right, well, I'm going to cancel this so this doesn't go up and they think they're getting the show after they watch this shit. So here's the announcement for the foreseeable future. We're not going live because uh, from what we can tell, I mean, it's pouring like a motherfucker. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to hold up, but... uh, it would appear that if we just record it, we get better quality due to my shitty internet. So yeah, it'll be it looks great, sounds great right now. And if you're saying, you know, like it's coming down over there and we're not having any issues, then fucking this is the way to go. There you go. So uh it'll be uploaded to YouTube and uh boygob.com. So shit'll still be there, it just won't be live and since we don't have the fucking give us money when we go live thing <laughs> and fucking and a very appreciative five people watch live. But still, if we can get better quality, then this is definitely the way to go. But everything will still be up on boygob.com as usual. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to put the podcast up so it'll be up every Monday and then we'll just clip shit from there on out. Like a lot of these people, ah, fuck a lot of these people. This is what we're doing, god damn it. Right. <laughs> so uh, next bit of business, my buddy hit me up and said, hey, race wars on Tubi. And I said, ah, it's nice that they finally did something with that. So if you want to watch my movie and say, oh, well, this sucks. He says everything sucks. Now I'm going to. Go say this shit sucks. Head on over to Tubi and watch my movie Race War the Remake for free. Dude, oh shit, I gotta watch it just so I can see what commercials they put on it. 
That's what I want to see. Who's sponsoring that garbage? I mean, film. That fine, fine film. <laughs> so, got that Tubi money coming in, so don't worry about him. Repairs, taxes, big money. Big money time, we'll call him. I, uh, I will see no money. It doesn't affect me in the least if you watch it or not, but I would appreciate it if you did. Maybe you'll get some laughs. The couple people who said they watched it today said they liked it, so maybe you will too, or you won't, so I'll go jump in a fucking lake. Uh, so I'll be plugging that. Hopefully I'll remember at the end when we do plugs for a couple weeks. And uh, maybe the other movies will show up on there, too, because they have the rights for those as well. So we'll see. Uh, I would like to see what commercials play during Fisted more than I would Race War, but Race War would still be funny. And uh, the Horde cast, I was just on this about an hour ago. So uh, if you want more bullshit with me and uh, friends of the show, Go check out the old Horde cast on YouTube and on Facebook, but I would assume going on YouTube and finding it would be uh, the easiest way. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Joe, they wanted me to bring up to you that they would like to have you on and talk about music and shit. Music and shit. That's a possibility. Sundays, if they do that, that Sundays are usually good. Well, uh, today was a Monday. Oh, yeah. Mondays are usually good, too. Yeah, my, I'm all confused now, man. I shouldn't be. Fuck. Because uh, <laughs> I had all the fucking emails come in and said, hey, this cleared, this cleared, this went through. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of uh, guest appearances, I was on Genre Core, I think is what Kyle and Tim call their show now. And he finally posted the top 10 of the year that i did with them uh four weeks later so my list with them is a lot different than the list me and tom did because i still hadn't watched four weeks worth of shit of 2023 movies so our list is the official list and theirs is like the preseason <laughs> i guess you could call it i don't know but uh but yeah check that out if you want if not mm. <laughs> That's all I got for the old housekeeping, as they call it there. But, I mean, you can always head on over to dwnproductions.net or Fast Custom Shirts if you wanted. Yeah. Or, or I guess, Tubi.com. Search Race for the remake. Watch go. a side commercial. I am uh, incredibly busy. I've never been this busy, I think, in January. So it's fucking awesome. But I am also taking precautions since we do have this coming in and UPS uh, you know they kind of like to delay things a little bit I can't handle delays so I had to spend a lot of money uh, last Friday and today just so I could get that shit early get it stocked in the shop and then uh, watch it snow and I won't be able to get to the shop either but fuck it at least I did my part to be prepared uh, <laughs> a lot of shit to do which I'm, I'm glad I'm very very thankful for what are you doing? Working on a book? No. Well, I am, but not as much as I thought I would be, you know, but I am 
pecking away at that, as they say. <laughs> oh, I don't know who says shit like that. No one I'd hang around with. The first word that came to mind. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Oh, Joe. So, uh, as I said last week, hey, I got this new TV and it, it actually connects to the internet. About 20% of the time, it'll connect to the internet. <laughs> so, I. Live events, Tom. <laughs> so, yeah, I was able to watch uh, the Yogi Bear movie. You remember this CGI slash live action? Yeah. You know, ever since it came out, I said, yeah, if I live long enough, I'll watch it. I guess I lived long enough to watch it there, Joe. You felt you lived, you crossed that uh, threshold, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if you're longtime listeners... You know, uh, Hanna-Barbera fans over here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Would you believe me if I told you this came off like it was made for babies, Joe? <laughs> I might believe that, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, Anna Ferris was in it, and some guy... Uh, he, he wasn't a good ranger at all. He didn't encapsulate the character from the source material, if you ask me. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake were Yogi and Boo. <laughs> Surprisingly not bad. <laughs> but uh, the CGI was really dated and weird looking. Yeah, it was... Just who cares? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Would not recommend. I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have like a laugh or a smirk, nothing. All right, well, Tom. Same here with the movie I watched. And again, for longtime listeners, this is something I talked about uh, maybe two, three years back. I started watching this movie and have been maybe once every six months, like watching maybe 15 minutes more of it and then turning it off because it's so fucking bad. Uh, and that's Swearnet, the movie. Uh, this is the Trailer Park Boys movie, but they're not the Trailer Park Boys in this one. They are themselves, and they want you to know that they're themselves because they say their names over and over and over again, their full names. But luckily, I've already forgotten them because I watched this movie over the course of, we'll say, two and a half years. Okay, and I like the Trailer Park Boys. You know, I watched maybe only up to season seven and then for some reason got distracted never went back to it you wouldn't think as funny as that show is that this would be so bad uh this is a it's basically a commercial you know it's like this show it's like this podcast you know which is a commercial for our respective businesses dwmproductions.net fastcustomshirts.com uh open 24 7 at least the website part is but swearnet 
was uh, their attempt to shit online that they couldn't do, I guess, in their show. That, you know, it was going to be totally uncensored and, you know, you could pay your money four bucks a month or something they were asking at the time. I Joe, would you believe me if I told you that the price was not four bucks a month, but four dollars and 20 cents a month? <laughs> okay, because Canadian exchange, probably. Yeah. No, because of the marijuana reference. <laughs> <laughs> 420. All right. Yeah. Well, so it's clever shit like that, you know, that fills up this movie. Uh, they're just cussing and, you know, and I, cussing is fine. We do a lot of it on this show, but there's nothing funny about this thing at all. Uh, the guy that plays Julian, he's like got dreams of being a race car driver or something. And he's involved in some some shit. I don't know. Randy's in it. And again, he's just the fucking butt of every joke. You know, they just do everything they can to embarrass this guy. Uh, and the guy that plays Bubbles, you know, he's trying to reinforce that he is not Bubbles. You know, he doesn't wear glasses or do that goofy face thing, you know, which I find endearing. But uh, I do not find this guy endearing. I don't want to hear him talk. I don't want to hear him, uh, his ideas and his fucking... Uh, it's bad, man. This is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is just fucking total, total garbage. Yeah, I've seen it uh, when it first came out. I'm a big trailer. I mean, I was. I still like the show now. I started watching it in college. I think they were at uh, like season three then. And uh, the swear net movie was definitely the first. All right, what the fuck's going on here? When uh, Ray, I think his name's Barry Dunn, when he left, the show kind of went down a step. And then when Mike Clattenburg left, the show really went down a step. And then they went to Netflix. And first season was okay. And then everything else just went. And then the animated series wasn't good. And <laughs> I think one of the movies is okay. It might be the uh, third one that they made. I can't remember, but. Yeah, I man. watched the first one where they're robbing the change machines or something. And yeah, I didn't like that one. I, that was fucking weak. Uh, I didn't even know they got up to three movies. Yeah, I think. Uh, the Big Dirty, Countdown to Liquor Day, and uh, Don't Legalize It, I think. But uh, yeah, I uh, I remember just being severely disappointed, and I don't remember much but the race car shit that you said and them like in a boardroom pitching shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just... Just cussing, 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 and then I read up on it, and it said it got a uh, rated X rating for the amount of of, uh, of profanity that's in it, which, you know, that's fine. The less people that watch this, the better. You know, you're doing yourself a favor by, by staying away from it. It is, it's just horrible, man. Like, I try to look for a redeeming thing and everything I did, watch, you know, and I'll get to that a little, uh, well, no, I'll do it now since I already did that review. Night Swim. 
I tried to find something redeeming in that, but that's, you know, a lousy movie, but this is beyond lousy. This is about as bad as it gets, man. And it, yeah, but nothing. I can't fucking say anything good about it. Well, speaking of night swim, I'll say that fucking dead little rotten girl in the pool or whatever. That looked kind of cool, or at least just that image that I used. I don't even remember. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, no, fuck that movie, too. Mm. <laughs> you know, the good thing, okay, I can find something positive in that one, too, which I did. I found something positive before. But another positive about Night Swim is it started my list for 2020. <laughs> Getting shit going early. Did you get that letterbox going? <laughs> it's not. It's the easy way to do it. You don't even have to think about shit. You just go to the numbers and it's all right there. <laughs> I promise you, Joe, it'll help in the long run. And I just got an email yesterday and it sends you like statistics and shit like, who's your most watched actor of the year? Who's your most watched director? Here's your top rated movies. Just like, God damn, it's all right there, huh? <laughs> all right, thanks. Letterboxed. And for the record, actor was Wings Hauser and director was Fred Williamson. Go but figure. On a on a tear on both of those guys, you know. Oh shit, Joe! I didn't watch much. The only uh, two other things I watched, you also watched. So if you wanna knock some shit out or talk about one thing, and then you can knock some shit out, and we'll talk about Sin City. It's up to you. Okay, uh, well, I finished Ted Lasso season one, but really already talked about that on our last show. So just want to reiterate that that's a good. Give that a, a shot. Uh, the only other thing that we didn't both watch is uh, a Korean movie called Broker. And this is a, a weird shit. So check this out, Tom. I didn't know this, but certain countries... Uh, I think they said Afghanistan has the most of them, and then Germany is the second one. But there's a thing called a baby box for mothers that don't want their kids, infants, that they can go leave the kid in a box, you know. And it's kind of like a like a bin, like when you're donating clothes or some shit. It's like that. You can leave the baby there, and then they'll take it, you know, and care for it. And you have like eight weeks to come back and get your baby without any kind of a criminal uh, repercussions or anything, you know? Is it like a mailbox or a movie return box where you just slide it in and maybe you're tossing a baby on top of another baby that's already in there? <laughs> I guess they have cameras or, you know, I did a little reading on it and I was like, man, this is fucking crazy. You know, and like I was talking to Lisa about it and she already knew. She says, yeah, so they do that because so kind of to stop people from throwing their babies in the fucking real trash bins. Just After leaving them on the side of the road like the Chinese. Yeah, which happens more than I was aware of. So I guess it's a good thing. I don't know, but I, it seems like if you're giving people that option, wouldn't that encourage it? I don't It it's It was a strange thing to me, but this movie... Why don't you leave them at the church? Or God forbid the fire station. <laughs> yeah. At the library. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got those fucking book depositories. 
Um, so these two guys, the bank. you know, they got that thing at the bank you can pull out for businesses at night yeah. and you're not of the job automatically swings around and yep, ain't <laughs> getting that shit back. Go eat some coins, baby. Um, so these two guys, what they're doing is if like the baby's dropped off and there's no note with it, they're just going through and erasing the camera footage and selling the baby on the black market, you know. Um, but that it turns, sounds illegal. Yeah, a little bit. So it turns out the mother of one of them comes back and it's like, "Hey, where's my kid? I dropped it off. Dropped it off. You know, you know what the fuck? I'm back for it." And they're like, "Nah, fuck you," you know. And she finds out their whole lot, and she wants in on it. You know, she wants some of the money. And it's just one of these, like all the. The things I read on it, they describe it as a road movie, but it's not really a road movie. They're not on the road the whole thing. Yeah, they go from place to place, but that's not a fucking road movie. But, you know, this is a whole weird thing that uh, these guys are doing, and you shouldn't like anybody that's involved in child trafficking, right? But uh, this kind of endears you to the people that, that are involved in it, and, you know, what they're doing with this lady is, like, she wants to assure that her kid is only going to get a good payday for her, but she, that the kid's going to go to a, to a good family. So they're looking for that. In the meantime, like, there's, a, there's gangsters after one of the guys because he's got some gambling debts, and that's why he's been doing this to, you know, make money. The other guy was an orphan, and, you know... I don't know what the fuck's going on with him, but he knows a lot of orphans from the orphanage he was at and all the kids there look up to him and shit. And the girl, she ended up being a murderer. She had killed the the father of the baby. And so that guy's was a gangster and his his wife, <laughs> because he was married, is after the kid too. There's a whole lot of shit going on. And it's a long movie, but but it's good, man. It's a... Uh, it's no swearing at the movie where I had to turn it off and, you know, watch it in segments over years. Uh, yeah, I watched this one all the way through. I was, I was really impressed by it, and I didn't hear anybody fucking talking about this. Usually there's at least one foreign movie, you know, that's uh, not a horror flick that people are raving about. And I didn't really see a whole lot of that this year. But, uh, yeah, really. well, well, you know, not a horror movie. Uh, this is drama. It deserves uh, some accolades, you know, deserves to be seen. But will it get them? Probably not. I don't fucking know. Uh, broker. Check it out if you're if you're into that kind of flick, you know, foreign that is. So when this lady found out about the scheme, was she still trying to get her baby back or is she just like, fuck that, where the money is? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's ambiguous too because uh like everybody gets fucked over you know except for the baby uh, uh the, finds you know, a nice white family to live with no one of the cops that was after them like and because they're listening in on all their conversations and the cop starts to feel sorry for them too and so the cop takes in the baby at the end but she's supposed to like Hey, you know, when you're released from prison in three years, you can come get your baby. But it's like the ending is ambiguous. 
where, hey, it doesn't look like she's go back for her baby after all, you know? So she's kind of a piece of shit. Or does she know that that baby has a better life already? And is that better just to fucking leave him with this lady and not go and fuck that kid's life up by introducing your scumbag ass to it, you know? Guess we're going to have to find out and baby take her too, huh? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it asks a lot of weird, heavy questions, you know, and it doesn't like. I don't. It's up to the viewer. It's one of those things, and yeah, I liked it, man. Best of twenty. Go ahead. Good. Glad to. Oh shit! I should also apologize because this is the first time this has ever happened to me. But I'm man enough to say I was wrong. We got way more views on our best of than our worst of list, Joe. So <laughs> surprising because that doesn't happen. Usually people just want to see the bullshit. So yeah. hmm. I, was I was wrong on that. I, and I went to go through and look and see like the views on a lot of shit. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. You got to read us. Well, you know, so didn't do that. And then I had to get back to work. <laughs> I got off the toilet, you see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, Joe. I watched uh, what felt like one of the longest movies I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I watched it over, I think, two days. Took, it took a minute to get through, but... Uh, this is Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. Ah, the story of old Penny Slot, huh? Yeah, and uh, off the bat, Joe, I watched this movie twice. <laughs> because it has a commentary track, you see, and I had to find out what the fucking deal was. Hmm. Joe, you've been wanting to watch this movie for a while, so how about you talk about old uh, Showgirls 2, and if you even remember this character from the first movie. I do not remember this character from the movie. I haven't seen the first movie in a very, very long time. Uh, Pennies from Heaven, Showgirls 2, has like five people that were that were in showgirls, but I don't remember any of them except for her boyfriend, the, the, the black African-American gentleman, African-American gentleman that, uh, well, this guy runs a, a t-shirt business, you know, and he's, uh, just trying to think of funny slogans for something that will, that will like really sell and like fucking put him on easy street. I fucking felt that shit, dude. Like that fucking hit so close to home. Um, was it his life sucks shirt that got you? Yeah. Uh, but he's also a dancer, and that's how he got old Penny Slot to come and marry him. Were they married? Or just a uh, like. Who cares? But uh, yeah, so that's Penny is uh, this guy's woman. And so let's stop for a second, if you will. So this is a movie written, directed, produced, and edited, and starring. The same person, uh, Rena Raphael, I think, if I remember. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, she is a dancer by trade. Like, she went to school to be a dancer, and I guess she was hired to 
being showgirls because she was a dancer. And uh, this is her second attempt at making a movie. Uh, her first one, I think she said, was Trasherella. And her uh, third one, she didn't bring up the name. Uh, this was crowdfunded. I mm -hmm. think she said the total budget was uh, $10,000, or at least that was the number that was thrown out. And uh, she knows it's a comedy. She knows she was making a comedy, but it comes off like ah, it didn't quite work out and it wasn't supposed to be this. Does that make sense? Is that what she says in the commentary? So that's the impression that I got. Because okay. it's a lot like, oh, this is, you know, you got to have a certain sense of humor to see this movie. But then she was like serious about other stuff. And, oh, you know, I wish this would have been a little better. She was like, she legit sent the script to Paul Verhoeven and Gina Gershon thinking that uh, they were going to be in the movie. Like the, uh, we'll get to her, but there's an either, she's either a 30-year-old lady who had a shit ton of surgery or a 70-year-old lady who had a shit ton of surgery. But that character, she wanted to be Gina Gershon. And, I mean, for this $10,000 movie shot on, I think she said a Canon 7D at the time. And, ah. So, uh, she didn't actually say why she wanted to make the movie, though, which is what I was interested in. It's like, so why would you make this parody kind of <laughs> sequel thing? So there's that. You know, this movie, it is pretty much the storyline with a lot of other filler of Showgirls. You know, it's a lot of the same shit just on a very, very low budget to where they couldn't make it as grand or whatever. But looking at the IMDb page for the script... It has Joe Esterhaus's name listed, and probably because of characters. Uh, yeah, the characters, and I think because it is a parody, because they use so much that's similar. I mean, just she maybe asked him, and he said, "Yeah, fuck it," you know. I don't know. Did they hear that? In the no, she said she wrote it. And she had to, uh, like, rewrite it to the budget and shit. So, I mean, she was the writer of it. And before I forget, since it just popped in, this is uh, this movie is two hours and 25 minutes-ish, somewhere around there. She said her original cut was three hours, Joe. I believe it. Yeah. Low-budget filmmakers, that's what they do. Fuck. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any more information to put out. This is, I mean, this is definitely a vanity project. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. It has some funny stuff to it. But God damn it, dude. Two hours and 25 minutes for this micro-budget fucking movie. Like, 
if it was, you know, hour 20 minutes, we're in, we're out, we're having this, these laughs, watching these goofy broads be dumb bitches, you know, it would be fucking funny. And people would be like, hell yeah, you got to watch this. But no, that I runtime really hurts it. Totally agree. Like, like you just said, 80 minutes and, you know, you got all the meat in there, all the shit that's supposed to be funny, you know, or maybe not supposed to be funny, but it is anyway. Um, uh, getting back to the plot, she is just a girl that's enamored with a TV show called uh, Star, Dancer. Star Dancers. Yeah. So she wants to go and be on that show, and so she just fucking leaves her boyfriend and heads on the road from Vegas to to L.A. You know, she's not going to be a stripper anymore. And along the way, she meets people that just fuck her over left and right. You know, she's got stars in her eyes the whole time. But eventually, she gets her chance to take that top spot by sabotaging. Or no, somebody else sabotages the main star dancer, right? Or does she? I don't even fuck Joe, <laughs> this is a cobbled together movie. And after watching the commentary, I understand it a little bit more. You would think this would be the most easily understandable movie by the length of it, but it is a fucking mess. There's a murder plot. There's a, a whole prostitution plot. Uh, yeah, and there's some girl that's following her around, trying to do her a good turn here and there. Uh but this uh, lady, Rena Riffle, Riffel, whatever, she's good, man. She's funny as shit in it, you know, because she's playing it like this girl that's got stars in her eyes. And anytime she talks, she just kind of looks off in the distance and I fucking crack up, man. And uh, I mean, I haven't seen it because I swore off of uh, Ty West's movies. But from what everybody has said about uh, X, I think. No, I watched X. What was the one that came after that? I don't know, but the the sequel. May. That no, that's that fucking other yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it seems. Pearl. Like... Which one? Pearl. Pearl. It sounds like that, like somebody with stars in her eyes, because oh, they ripped this movie off. So Pearl is a direct ripoff of Showgirls Two, and uh, if you deny that, fuck you for following Ty West anyway. Uh. But yeah, I, I dug her. I thought she was really funny. The the guy that played her boyfriend in the beginning of the movie, he's got some great lines, some shit that had me cracking up. Uh, and he's from the first one. Yeah. He's the one Elizabeth Berkeley goes to dance with or whatever. Um, and the dancing is ridiculous. The dancing all looks horrible. And, you know, that shit's funny. Yeah, she thought, like I said, she was a trained dancer, and she said she was purposely dancing bad. And <laughs> it, that was hard to do because she's a trained dancer. Yeah. But yeah, they were doing some goofy shit with, like, fucking fanning out their crotch and shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, aside from the runtime, I dug it. But, but because of that runtime, there's very few people that I could recommend it to that would have the tolerance for that kind of, you know. Yeah, you nailed it, man. They cut it down. It'd be fucking great. It would be uh, a fucking cult classic already. And, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, very few people have heard of this. 
Yeah, uh, if you're having a bad movie night, like if you get buddies together once a month or whatever and do two or three bad movies, pull this one, but make this the only movie that you watch. That is the only people that I could recommend this to because I love fucking drinking and watching a bad movie. That's a fucking... That's no, I shouldn't say that. I love drinking and watching two or three bad movies a night. That's like fun shit to me, and that's what I like to do. But even me, like I said, this took a couple days to fucking get through because it was just god damn. Like some of the shit was funny, but uh, I don't know. Like I want to say. It kind of feels like a Jim Wynarski, Fred Olin Ray fucking titty comedy movie, but it has like a weird fucking freeway two slant where they're kind of in on the joke and they're all like, wink, you get it? That kind of shit. It's a really fucking hard movie to uh, dummy bitch cinema. Stupid host cinema. I don't know what you'd call it. Like the Anna Nicole PM entertainment movies. Like uh, just dummy bitch giggle tits movies. I don't know what the fuck you would call it. But if you're into that shit, maybe check it out. But that goddamn runtime. Why didn't you just make this fucking Showgirls 2 and Showgirls 3? And first... Fucking how did they how do how were they they didn't say this they didn't even say how they were able to use the showgirl's name. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Is it because it's a parody? So that's fine. They didn't say it. I don't know. Maybe I can ask Rob. I'll s i will should have done that before. I should have sent him an email, but maybe I'll send one off and We'll have an update next week that won't be part of this video. Nobody watches, so it doesn't fucking matter. But I'm a stupid bitch, and I definitely should have sent an email off so we had an answer to some questions. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, only the most hardcore of hardcore bad movie fans or a few get buddies together. But I don't know, dude. It sucks, though, because it had some legit laughs. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to watch it again at some point, you know, in a couple of years. So it is staying in the collection for now, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it in there that I dug. It just, you know, dragged. It drags, you know. Mm. <laughs> Oh, so we're getting into the next one, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what they say, Joe. You walk down the right back alley in Sin City and you can find anything. Sin City was Tom's pick for uh, this week. And next week we're going to be covering the sequel. Uh... So Sin City made its debut in a like a fifth anniversary special for Dark Horse Presents, which was an anthology comic. And 
it was a good one, but they, they would get people to buy it because they would have like a predator story in there or an alien story, which were all the fucking rage for comics at the time. And then, well, that was their big thing. That was star Horse's big thing. They had the video games and shit were coming out at that time. And, uh, there was some other shit that would come out in dark horse presents too, that, uh, like the mask, that was some badass shit. And then they made a goofy, like stupid comedy out of that shit. Uh, when it got the, the theater or the movie treatment, uh, a lot of shit, a lot of shit that I liked in Dark Horse Presents. And when this came out, like Frank Miller hadn't done anything for a while. You know, he had, you know, of course, like struck gold with uh, Dark Knight Returns. And and that's still a badass story, I think. I'll get to Frank Miller a lot more a little later. Uh, but then, you know, he did a run on Daredevil that was... Yeah, this was at a time when uh, Frank Miller was coming back from doing the movie stuff. Like, after RoboCop and shit, they fucked him over, so he was coming back to comics. Uh, I don't know that they fucked him over. His script was kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> comes, uh, you know, he comes and does this, and he does a total noir style, you know, just like an Alex Toth. You know, black and white, let's heavy play on shadow. And, you know, even though shit like this had been done before, it hadn't been done on a, in a comic that was easy to buy like Dark Horse Presents. So it was serialized in that and introduced us to Sin City and this guy named Marv, just a big fucking hulking uh, mass of destruction is what he is. He's not very smart. You know, he just like, hey, don't fuck with him. Is his thing. He's uh He's what would be referred to as a fucking nut. Yeah. He's a, he's a psycho. And you know, it's about him being with a prostitute. Somebody kills this prostitute, you know, while he's in bed with her, doesn't even notice. Whoever killed her is such a badass, and now he's framed for the murder. So that's one story that's adapted in this one. And then uh when this story first came out, it didn't have a name. I know it has a name now. It's just called Sin City. And with the success of this, Frank Miller went and did more. Uh, he did, what was the one? The, that Yellow Bastard is another one that's adapted here. And then, a, is it? Big Fat Kill. The Big Fat Kill. And the customer's always right. Yeah, which I... Yeah, that one was like in a special that was just like a, a Marv story and then this story. And I guess with the Yellow Bastard, they added like another color. You know, they would add yellow in there for whenever that character came out. And every once in a while, they would have red, you know, for like somebody's lipstick or something. And hey, shit, it's picked up by Troublemaker Studios. Robert Rodriguez is a big fan of uh, not just the comic, but Frank Miller. And invites Frank Miller along to have some input. And they did a fucking bang-up job. Of sure. That's technically not what happened. So about 2002, Robert Rodriguez kept hounding Frank Miller. Hey, dog, let me make this movie. Let me make this movie. So they have a meeting. And old Rob, he says, look, I already filmed some shit. Look at this. Isn't that dope? Frank Miller's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, you can do it. But I want to co-direct. 
And he says, all right, let's do it. So that's how that came together. So not too hard to co-direct something that's pretty much going by your comic, you know, exactly. You know, your comic is pretty much the storyboards. So pretty easy job for old Frank Miller. And uh, like I was saying, they this looks a lot like the comic, you know, uh, it, it's fucking great how good this shit looks. There's some panels in the comic that uh, like when Marv like jumps up and kicks his way through the, the police car, you know, I, I think that panel in the comics just fucking badass, And they pulled that shit off, even though it's just like a blink of an eye. That shit looks great. The there's other scenes uh, that had they not done it in this stylized way, it would look real fucking stupid. You know, if they tried to make it just like a straight movie, there's no way any of this shit would have worked. Uh, yeah, everything was shot on a green screen besides a couple sets, but then still there was a green screen replacement in it. So uh, if they didn't have, if it wasn't so heavily stylized, a whole lot of this would look like. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke plays Marv, Violent Marv, that's his name. Uh, he's fucking great, and I think this was a big comeback role for Mickey Rourke. And, uh, yeah, he just nails this shit. You know, they do the makeup, make him look like uh, Frank Miller drew him in the comic. We'll get some more of that shit next week. So come back and listen to this one, because you'll hear disparities between this one and that one. Not only that, but Frank Miller now and then or whatever uh the what's the second one the that's the one with bruce willis the the yellow bastard uh i think it's fucking uh customers always right yellow bastard hargabai big fat kill yellow bastard our customers always right all right so it's like four stories but it's fucking chopped up weird the one with bruce willis uh it's good. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's got some cool shit in it. But this is where you start to like listen to the dialogue and think, "Fuck, that sounds horrible," you know. And it worked in the comic, you know, because the comic is it's a different medium, and you know, it sounds okay there. But man, when you say this shit out loud, or when somebody's trying to use it as dialogue, fuck, does that sound lousy? Does this sound like? What is this, a fucking comic book? Uh, yeah, I've watched that. This is one of the movies I've probably seen the most because this is one of my favorite movies. Is it still? We'll get to that. But this is the first time. It's like, I oh, was dialogues a little cheese dick. I guess being the neo-noir, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it fits. But still stuck out. Same thing with the green screen. This is the first time I watched it, and I was just like, yeah, it just looks like a bunch of people on a green screen. <laughs> See, the thing about that is it looks uneven. You know, there's moments where it looks really, really good, and then there's moments where it's like, hey, what the fuck just happened here? Like, it's like different movies, and if he filmed it at different times or whatever, then maybe that accounts for some of it. Or just yeah, uh, Mickey Rourke never met Jessica Alba or Elijah Wood. 
they were all filmed separately and Brittany Murphy was just shot by herself. She was never interacting with fucking anybody in any of her scenes. So it was all just come on the green screen when you can and we'll composite you in there. Yeah. The, uh, the whole story with Bruce Willis, you know, he uh, is hunting down a pedophile and is trying to save him, save the latest girl that he's kidnapped. And uh, so, of course, he, uh, Sin City's a corrupt place, corrupt police. So he has to turn against his partner to go after this guy who's connected, who's heavily connected with the Rorick family, which runs Sin City. And, uh, he does. He saves a girl, shoots the guy in the fucking hand, hand off, shoots Pecker off. And took his weapons away, you see. Yeah. And then he is uh, arrested himself and he's framed for, you know, kidnapping, raping the little girl or whatever. And, Not know, just her, but all of them. Yeah. You know, so like all of the, his victims. Like Marv's story, he's uh, he's uh, framed by the police, and then he finally comes out, and you know he goes back, and he's you know because he feels that, uh, or he's been led to believe that the girl Nancy is in danger, finds her, and she's a stripper now, and I don't know, they are after them, and he kind of is getting close to Nancy, and it's real fucking weird. It sure is there, Joe. It sure the fuck is. <laughs> no, 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 don't kiss him, no. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, strange shit. And, uh, and then the next story is uh, this guy, and I don't know, he's just a fucking tough guy. And... I don't know, runs afoul of Benicio del Toro, you know, and they're both fucking the same chick, but uh, she doesn't want to be with Benicio anymore. He beats up Benicio. Benicio chases him into Low Town. Is that what it's called? What a- <laughs> Old Town. Old Town. And this is where- <laughs> Old Town Buffet. It's called it Ho Town because this is where all the hookers are. And all the hookers run this part of the town. And they're all- I call it Stranglerville. Yeah, they're all badasses. So him and the, they kill Benicio, and he's a cop. Oh, and there's a whole big thing where now that they've killed the cop, they can go in and take over and, you know, treat the whores like whores. And, oh, they don't want that to happen. It's a weird story, too. It's, uh, there's some cool-looking shit in it, but there's a lot of it that's like, what the fuck's going on here? That's, you know, that's just fucking stupid. Uh, that's if you stop and think about it, you know, don't just have fun with it, I guess. And then the wraparound story is just about an assassin. You know, it's uh, that takes place at the beginning and wraps out a thing that happens in this other story. But, you know, this movie's what, you know, 22 years old? 19. 19. Okay, so we're not really fucking spoiling anything because if you haven't seen it by now, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, Tom, uh, now on reflection, you know, now that you've seen this for the 16th time or so, how do you feel now? Oh, uh, well, you didn't really talk about the hard goodbye, which is uh, fucking awesome. 
in one of the dopest fucking pieces of movie I've ever seen in my fucking goddamn life. Uh, that shit is fucking awesome. Like, the hard goodbye is so fucking dope. Marv's fucking awesome. Mickey Rourke plays that crazy motherfucker awesome. Like, everything about that shit is just so fucking awesome and badass. When he handcuffs heaven, calls him a squirrely bitch or whatever, and punches him in his cocksucker, you're just like, oh, shit, here we go. And then he saws that motherfucker up so his dog could eat him, cuts his head off. He never screams. Then he goes to murder the priest. Shit is fucking awesome, dude. And fucking just puking up blood in the electric chair. Dude is a fucking badass. That dude, that's that shit is fucking awesome. Oh, dude, the whole thing. I can't say enough good shit about the hard goodbye. Like if it was just that and it was like an hour and 20 minutes of just that, that would probably be my number one fucking best movie ever. Unfortunately, we got this other stuff surrounding it that, you know, it's okay. If the hard goodbye wasn't there, I definitely wouldn't care as much about this movie as I do. Like, everything's cool. The big fat kill gets old after a while. I don't really like Clive Owen that much, but I mean, it's still cool to look at. And there's these cool gags and shit. And you got the white cum blood flying all over and just all these cool visuals to look at. So, I mean, at least you got that shit. And then you got fucking Bruce Willis fighting Mr. Lemonhead or whatever the fuck. He just punches his fucking skull into nothing. That's fucking awesome, but uh, there's still a lot of stuff in there that's just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't nowhere as good as that Marv stuff. Let's get more of that fucking Marv stuff. Where's that shit at? Yeah, and that's true. You know, I lost interest in the comics the more uh, stories were released. I just, you know, didn't give a fuck. Uh. There's one, and this guy like has an acid trip or something. One whole issue is a fucking acid trip, and I didn't even finish that story. Uh, I don't even remember what that fucking was called, but that one had color during the acid trip, Tom. Uh, yeah, the the stories as they progress, they become just like, well, fuck, you know, it's like you already shot your wad. Excuse or, me. And you know, nothing's gonna compare to that. You know, but yeah, it is a cool movie to look at. But goddamn, does Frank Miller hate women? Like all the women in this are are victims, or fucking... well, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the fucking dudes are victims too. Uh, yeah, but you know, they're victims, they're whores, and damsels in distress. You know, that's all they are. And then all of a sudden, you have like some. But that's kind of the environment that these stories take place in mm, uh, it's supposed to be like a sleazy fucking old timey shit like that's samurai bitch out of nowhere just kicking everybody <laughs> why isn't her name miha why is it miho <laughs> um i still like it but yeah definitely got some 
issues with it now. It's uh, it's been quite a while since I see it, but seeing that, I start to, you know, think about Frank Miller's comics and, like, well, shit, okay, in uh, in Dark Knight Returns, there were guys with knots with swastikas on their foreheads, you know, and and swastika throwing stars and shit, you know, and in uh. And, and there was whores in that one too. And there's a in his run on Daredevil, Born Again, he turns longtime, uh, what's her name, Karen Page, you know, Daredevil's former girlfriend, into a strung out whore that went and did pornos because she was strung out and stuff. And yeah, and then his shit gets more and more problematic as he goes on, you know, uh, his art, which, uh, like he did a, a book called Ronin, which is a samurai book set in the future. Oh yeah, about Ninja Turtles. Fucking badass! It is great, and he should sue the Ninja Turtle guys. Did some covers for them too. Uh, yeah, his stuff after Sin City it got worse and worse. His art fucking turned horrendous. Uh, we've talked about his uh, his Spawn Batman thing, which that's one of the worst fucking comics ever. And I think the worst thing that this movie did is it allowed Frank Miller to direct and he went on and directed the spirit, which I never wanted to watch. Cause I really like those old fucking timey Will Eisner comics. And that's just, Hey, this looks like sin city. No fucking interest in watching this. Cause this is not what this character is about. Fuck it. And fuck Frank Miller. We'll talk more about his decline next week because I. Hey, where'd you go? There you go. I watched like uh, 15 minutes accidentally of the of the sequel, so I could say, you know, well, I'll say save it for next week. But yeah, this still holds up, you know, most of the way. You know, it's still a good movie. I wouldn't like tell anybody not to watch it, but yeah, there's some shit that def- definitely didn't age well. Ah. <laughs> uh- I still, you ask me, what do I think about it now? Uh, about the same. Like, I was never over the moon about the stories Marv wasn't in. Yeah. But God damn, a hard goodbye is so fucking dope. That'll just make me forget. Man, if it's part of the movie, fuck it. If I got to watch the movie to see this shit, fuck it. Probably. If you would have. In my storage in Corpus, I have both of those figures they made of Marv, the one that has like his uh, silhouette behind him that was in brick, and then I have the one where he's in the electric chair. You I know? got that shit. Gotcha, pansies. You know? That shit shakes hard as yeah. fuck. Yeah. My daughter told me she used to get scared of it when I would flip the little, <laughs> the little thing. Yeah, I got all the fucking... Uh... The NECA Sin, Marv Sin City figures when they came out, the talking 18 inch one, and then all the different variants and shit. Yeah, dude, fucking goddamn, that shit is just so fucking dope. But, you know, I think the other ones are all right. It's cool. It's cool and shit. Like, yeah, it's, that's all right. But <laughs> I'm not as over the moon about those as I am uh, a hard goodbye. So, if you asked me what my rating would be before I watched it, I would say five stars, baby. Woo! But now after watching it again and the dialogue kind of making me be like, 
and noticing how it's on a green screen and shit. 4.5, which isn't bad, but still. Woo! So, I mean, I'll give it to it. I'll bump it down a little bit, but man, if it was just the hard goodbye number one movie of all time, shit's <laughs> just so fucking dope. This fucking cannibalistic little prick's gonna get his ass whooped, son. Yeah, doesn't say anything the whole fucking thing, but they make it. He never like screams. He, he never screams. Just glasses reflecting and shit, and him just smiling. It's you know. And then you got Carla Gugino's nudity, which we didn't even mention. That's top-notch shit right there. I agree, man. If she would have just lifted one up and went to town, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, good shit. I'd recommend watching it for sure. All right, then. Joe, let me go take a piss quick. All right. As Tom goes to take a piss, I'm going to catch you up on other Spider-Man stuff. Marvel, uh, it finishes up uh, the story with Doctor Strange. And I don't even know what's going on. Like, somebody has Clea captured or some shit, and Doctor Strange trying to save her. They get Madame Laveau from from uh, New Orleans to help out, but uh, the guest star in this is Ms. Marvel for some reason, because I don't see how she fits in to a supernatural-type story. But anyway, the art is by Howard Chaikin. And it's fuck yeah! Red flags or whatever the fuck. <laughs> American flag. There you uh, go. But uh, the art's good. It's uh, you can tell he's like going into an experimental mode with it. And then uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man's this month was none or drawn by none other than Frank Miller. Hey, how about that synchronicity coming in here? Pencils on this are pretty good. He was still using kind of a traditional comic book style but you can tell like like hey man this guy's gonna break out into something else like a fighter uh it guest stars daredevil of course imagine that and uh some of the poses and the kicks and the fucking uh, action look really good and we haven't seen a whole lot of that in the spider-man books at all uh, so that was a welcome surprise the story is just mediocre spider-man's is blinded in the last issue by the fucking marauder or some prick and uh well daredevil's like hey no man you'll get your sight back don't worry you know it's not so bad being blind you know but spider-man says no and wants to fight him and shit because he's a prick fucking peter parker is just the fucking biggest prick in comics and then finally we get to spider-man's i don't know what issue we're on right now but it's the 190 190 it's a conclusion of last week when uh the, the man wolf Jonah James's son carries him off, you know, to go do some dog sex to him or something. We're not quite sure, but no, this has all been orchestrated by Professor Smythe, the guy that created the Spider Slayers for Jana Jameson, and he's uh Jana Jameson Jerklins. He wants his revenge on both him and Spider-Man's and uh and he's using the fucking man wolf been in cry cryogenic uh, 
stasis because he had some kind of like moon cancer or something. Uh, it's, he got sick from building robots, Joe. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> but he falls off the bridge at the end and Spider-Man's doesn't. What work. about the car show? What about the big auto show? Going to an auto show and there's bitches in bikinis there, and you know, there's an auctioneer there, or no, a guy doing rope tricks or something like it's fucking Fort Worth. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> will eventually become a really good writer, but goddamn, is he a verbose writer? Here. Each panel is loaded up with like the fucking Magna Carta. There's so dialogue in this thing, it just God damn, what? God damn. <laughs> bad. Bad, Tom. Would recommend? No. Hmm? Oh, not bad. Would not recommend Spider-Man's. You like lists? I hope you came up with one because you're up. Yeah, I know I'm up, but I haven't come up with one. Ah. Um, yeah. Tom, key us in again. What what was this list we're doing now? Oh, you know, resolutions, things we'd like to change in the new year. Just, you know, something in that realm. Positivity, I guess, is what we're looking at. AIDS. I'm going to start out. Uh, how many do we pick? Just two now? <laughs> uh, at number five. I have uh, organized the shop. Kind of started on this already, but uh, of course, whenever I start doing this, I get busy, which that's what's happening now. But I'm going to get that shop fucking organized this year. God damn it. Well, I have an honorable mention, okay. and that's write a book. Okay. But my number five is to paint, not a mask or something. You know a couple things on canvas. <laughs> See how that goes. Ever since I painted those sun, excuse me, those sunglasses for you, I was like, oh, I should paint something. I just never have time. Mm -hmm. That's what it all comes down to: time management. Now, so I got to try and make money so I can eat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't have to eat as much as I do, but. It's all I know now. Uh, number four, I have uh, more art stuff. I did very little art stuff this past year. And, uh, yeah, I need to design more metal shit. And I need to draw more. And, you know. But, you know, it's finding time to do this stuff, Tom. You know, it takes up a bit of time. It does. And as they say, money. It is, unfortunately. Oh, my number four is something that's hard to do. Because when you're your fucking only person that's an employee of your business and you own it and do everything, you're kind of spread thin because you have to do everything. And uh, I would like to take more time on my sculptures. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's like, nope, got to get it done. You got to move on to this. You only got this amount of time. 
Otherwise, just throw it away and you just wasted all those other fucking days doing this, dickhead. So, no, not the best. Uh, I was listening to a Todd McFarland interview for from your boys at old, uh, what is it, Cartoonist Kayfabe. And he was saying something like, oh, yeah, I gotten, you know, started to draw for myself and, you know, do my own comics because... You know, I wanted to draw what I wanted to draw. Or, boy, was I stupid. <laughs> because it is not about being able to draw or make what you want to make. You got to make what pays the bills there. Yep. What uh, number is it? Three. Okay. Uh, and this one has to do with more... Uh, organizational financial stuff for the business that I've been putting off for too long. Some shit you've done in the past couple of years, Tom, you know, just, you know, making the business even more legit in the eyes of the government and securing some stuff for the future of this. If it has a fucking future, but, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, let's go do the LLC shit, dude. It's not hard. I promise you, just go meet up with the lawyer, give him the fucking thousand and a half, whatever the fuck it is, and be done with it. All right. Ah, shit. My number three is to try and be less irritable. I don't know if you know this about me, Joe, but I can get irritated and pissed off pretty fucking quickly. And you know that's that's not awesome for the people around me. So I, health, Tom. No, but you know I'm trying, and I'll continue to try. So, all right. But this is just the way God made me. You see, Tom. At number two, I have do less lists. I voted against it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and I don't really enjoy doing much, you know, so I would like to do less of them in 2024. We'll see how that goes. Oh, my number two is to be happy. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. At number one, Tom, have a get down to Corpus more so I can see my family more. I don't feel that I saw them enough this past year. Uh, I need to go down and spend time with my parents, you know, while they're there. And uh, my daughter and my grandkid, I'm missing a lot of shit that he's doing, you know, that I would like to see. And I know I can't be there all the time, but fuck, I need to, I need to be there more, at least, than I was. You wanted to move away, dude. I did. Fucking prick. Yeah. Things were. <laughs> you no, know, I was getting down back down there at first, uh, like every two weeks or at least once a month. You know, of course getting I. Older. Of course I had to because I was on probation, but uh, you know. 
Well, Joe, you know, I know all that other stuff probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> and I'm a realist. So my number one, if I could just get blown from time to time, I'll be all right. That's all I wrote down. Says getting blown. Well, you got <laughs> there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, next week, in an effort to uh, make Tom uh, a happier person, and you know, part of that is filling your mind with good things. So we're gonna talk about the top five things that make us happy. <laughs> Number one, getting blown. <laughs> what? You know, it's like that's what Conan should have answered, you know, when they asked him what is best in life. You know, he's just getting blown. Everybody, you know, every guy in the theater was, yeah, that's, you know, you're right, Conan. I mean, some ladies would too, but right. that's just because of the year we live in. Right. Yeah. The time, you know. So, everybody, thank you. I hope the quality was much better. I will uh, see when uh, I go and fuck with all this shit when I get off. And you will see when you watch and listen. So, uh, dwnproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work. Uh, yeah, all my art, check it out. Maybe you want something custom made, let me know. Uh, com. search Race War the Remake. That's my first movie. You can watch it for free and uh, you can send me an email and say, Oh, that was cringy as fuck, fat boy, kill yourself. And I'll say, uh, Understandable. And then what can they do, Joe? Fastcustomshirts.com. Go and look at all the shirts, place an order. If you need custom work, shoot me an email at fastcustomshirts at gmail.com and we'll get talking on that and we'll see what we can do for you fuck yeah fuck yeah we will remember podcast is up on boygob.com and it'll be up on the boygob youtube page so you can still find the shit there and until next time boygob oh,